Welcome to Pop On Leadership, a conversation between two friends who are obsessed with leadership development and helping people navigate their careers within organizations and also obsessed with pop culture. I'm Virginia Martinez. And my name's Kara Kirby. Together, we have over 20 years of working inside of organizations. And now we both work outside with companies all over the world, helping them drive their people first practices. This first season of Pop On Leadership is dedicated to a show called Ted Lasso. We're going to walk through the first 10 episodes, unpacking all the leadership lessons along the way. So let's get into it. Welcome back to our podcast, Pop On Leadership. And this week, we are diving into season one, episode seven of Ted Lasso. It's called Make Rebecca Great Again. And gosh, this episode is my favorite. Is it? Is it your favorite? Okay, it, yeah, it, it is. is one well, of- well, well, I'm going to go on a lot, a big tangent on this, but I'm a big karaoke fan and I love, okay, anyways, I'm going to save it. But yes, this is my favorite episode. Okay, so in this episode, we follow the team to an away game in Liverpool. Um, there's a lot going on here. It also turns into a girls weekend because... Oh. Rebecca is now, it's like the first, it's her wedding anniversary, but the first year of it where she's divorced. Her best friend, Sassy, flies love, in and surprises love Sassy. her. That's also why it's my favorite episode. Love Sassy. Rebecca already invited Keely. So now you've got these three girls. Also, Rebecca is outnumbered by these like bold, <laughs> <laughs> crass women. Okay, this is like not. I just have to talk about this for two seconds. Like that moment where Sassy comes in and she's like, she's just saying all these bold, crass things, and like everything she says, Keely's like, "I love you. Where yes. did you come from? I love you so much." Yeah, I love you so much. I know, and it's just like it's kind of funny that Rebecca has gravitated towards these women that are very similar in a way, and we find out at some point, like because Sassy kind of is, is telling Keely off to the side, like you don't know the the the, the Rebecca sort of kind of like uh, changed you know, quite a bit. Yeah, you know, sad Rebecca. Wait till you meet the real one. Whew. Yeah, so we love this. It's an away game. Um, it's a girls' weekend. It is the start of Roy Kent and Keeley. Wow, chicka, wow, wow. Um, and karaoke is a central theme. Yes, there's 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 even a lot of uh, intentionality, I believe, and I'm sure you believe too, in this in the selection of the song "Let It Go," mm-hmm. as Ted is processing literally has to sign the divorce papers and send a picture to you know to the his his ex-wife's lawyers and and then he has that panic attack while Rebecca's singing let it go and it, it's just poetic and sad and um but it's it is a also a big transformation moment for many people many of the characters and the team itself they feel very gelled and bonded um there's also a big thing that happens here where Ted, being the head coach, right, is the one that usually gives the pep talks. But something changes in this episode where Nate had some thoughts, was a little shy <laughs> to share them. Ted lures them out of Nate and says, you're the only one who can deliver this message. Absolutely. Um, I and, and something that's really important that he has this exchange with Nate where, and I always encouraged I always encourage leaders to do this is that 
just you have to understand that the people on your team do not want to share their ideas because it makes them vulnerable. So mm -hmm. the moment that you accept that and that your job is to draw it out of people, like make them feel safe enough to get their ideas out, your team is just going to explode. And Ted knows that, right? Because he's a master and there's awesome writers on the show. But he has this exchange with Nate when he says, you know, what did what advice would you give if you were me? If you're a leader, use that question all the time. What advice would you give if you were me? And then Nate's just still being hesitant. And he goes, you have an opinion, right? And Nate's like, yeah. And then he goes, what are you scared of? And then Nate goes on this cycle where he's like, well, you're going to hate me and you're going to think it's stupid. And then you're going to fire me and I'm going to have to move home with my parents and everyone's going to laugh at me. That is a real Mm -hmm. real reaction that people have inside of their heads of why they keep their ideas to themselves. Like that was a beautiful display of art of what, why psychological safety has to be in place. Absolutely. Quick shout out to Timothy R. Clark, who wrote The Four Stages of Psychological Safety and basically talks about what you're saying is that if you actually want to have inclusion and innovation on a team, the first part is like someone just needs to feel included. Like, am I welcomed here? The next stage is, is it safe to ask questions? The next stage is, is it safe to contribute? And only after do I feel safe contributing, the next question is like, do I feel safe challenging the status quo or pushing back a little bit? Yeah. Which means like you're not going to have innovation without some pushback and things like that, but that it relies on people feeling included, feeling safe to ask questions and feeling safe to contribute. And so that's what we're seeing with Nate here. And if you don't do that, then that means that the only people that are that are actually challenging the status quo are are people who just are bulldozers, right? <laughs> like you're only like be be ensured that if you only have a few people that are challenging leaders, speaking truth to power, there's no psychological safety in your organization. And then you're only relying on ideas from bulldozers or narcissists inside your organization. 100%. Sorry to be that blunt, but like that is what's happening. And you have so much opportunity that's left on the table. Absolutely. You and I, I mean, we can't name client names, but we have seen it. <laughs> Not <laughs> my clients, my corporate America. I'm just kidding. You see it everywhere. You see it everywhere. We're not naming names. Don't worry. Um, no, this is so true. So what ends up happening once Nate feels safe enough is like, okay. And also, by the way, safe to fail. That's really important yes. too. Right, that if it doesn't go as planned, I'm not going to lose my job, and I'm not going to lose the respect of of Ted. Right? Um, he goes ahead and does this. <laughs> it's amazing. I can't even quote it because I would like blush at half the things he said. Like says, so it's it's borderline a roast. <laughs> Right, it is kind of, but it come it's it's coming from a place you can tell where he deeply cares, deeply understands the person, and even though he's kind of he's or explicitly roasting them, he's also calling out the things that make them so special and strong. Yes. And it reminded the two of us a bit of like sort of the power of radical candor in giving feedback. Yeah. I mean, we all are in those situations all the time. And I mean, I'd love to hear this from you too, of like, whenever you know, there's something holding somebody back, but you don't want to tell them. I mean, it's a complicated topic, right? But, but on a, 
but on a team and if you're leading a team you have you have just like ted did with nate you're gonna have to push people to tell each other what they think because it's not just on the onus of the leader like the leader can't be the one that is out there just like telling everybody all their problems all the time like that's not going to help everything like your sweet spot is getting people to not be scared to tell each other things that can help them improve I mean, if we had a nickel for every time someone said, like, we don't have a culture of feedback or our culture of feedback oh is my broken. Gosh. I mean, and I think so for those, you probably have heard the term radical candor, but uh, Kim Scott, who worked at Amazon and Apple, wrote a book called Radical Candor. And it's based on, I mean, there's a lot to share, but it's based on this premise. Like if, if you could have a two by two on a scale of indirect, being indirect or very direct, right? And on another um, scale, imagining sort of you don't care or you deeply care. Radical candor sits at the top right quadrant where you are being very direct, but also deeply caring. Um, and that there's 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 ways to do this. And instead, you know, other organizations might be very in- care deeply, but be indirect. And it may. causes just as much harm. Yeah, it causes just as much harm or like be very direct without caring. That's not great either, right? Anyway, so, and he he does that. And you know what ends up happening? This team that they hadn't won against in like 60 years. <laughs> I love that line. It's like uh, from the, the British commentators and they're like, the last time Richmond won against Liverpool, or it's not Liverpool, it's a team in Liverpool, but was uh, Elvis was had a hit on the radio, you know. Um, but it got them just like not, I guess not angry enough. They got them focused. Yeah, that's the word. It got them focused and kind of called them out on their own shit a little bit. Yeah. In a way that felt like, okay, I know you care. I know you see me. But like also like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, definitely. And all right. So we would do an exercise and this is from Patrick Lencioni's book of five dysfunctions of a team. So we would do this inside of our organizations where we would force people. I mean, it like forces people to have that, like to have that Nate exchange with people. Oh, dear and, Lord. oh I know it, it just, it, I don't, I, I don't know how I feel about it. Right. Cause it is an anxiety inducing exercise where you are like in a circle and you have to write down something that you love about the person and an advice that you would give to them. Right. Oh, advice you would give to them, I think is a nice reframing. Yeah, but like the second part of it is like, this is what you need to improve. But every single Uh person does it for every single person on the team. It ends up not being as terrifying because what comes out of the situation, it would be like, you need to believe in yourself more. Like you doubt yourself too much, right? Um, But just by people doing that, it changes the dynamic of a team. So I mean, like that whole display is so brilliant because you do have to push people to be radically candid. Same thing with psychological safety. People are not just going to do it on their own and they also don't know how to do it skillfully, right? Like you have to learn how to Mm -hmm. give feedback and you have to learn to be radically candid. It's not something we're naturally equipped with. Well, very fun. So they win this game and what do they go do? Karaoke. They go out and celebrate with karaoke. And I know you have, I mean, you told me you couldn't wait to talk about this. So <laughs> wait, I, do you love karaoke too? Do you love, I love tell me your, karaoke. 
Okay. okay. All right. Good. No, 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 no. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm just tell me how you love karaoke. I do. Were you going to ask me what my song is? Yeah. Is that what you're? <laughs> oh my. Well, I have a couple, but my go-to, go-to, go-to song is Nine to Five by Dolly Parton. <laughs> oh, that's of course it is. That's that's fabulous. <laughs> what What about you? I like don't I know this is so bad but I don't actually have an answer I I mean I will do karaoke all day long but I am more of like a hype girl (laughs) (laughs) like I love that moment when someone's so scared of karaoke and then they get on stage and then they just like transform into a butterfly (laughs) oh you (laughs) and you're like I did that I did that I did I myself I love it so much for them that like I will spend especially if I've had some cocktails I'll spend like the whole night convincing people to go on stage I can see you doing that yeah I know it's like it's a toxic <laughs> oh my god are you an Enneagram 7 too <laughs> thousand percent <laughs> oh my god oh so, okay. okay. All right. My love. So obviously, you can tell my love for karaoke, but um, but I think that for teams, it, it's just such a cool thing for people to do. It, it's just like a human. <laughs> it, I can hear people sh- turning off this podcast. No, <laughs> stay with me. Stay with me. It embodies a human experience, right? Like people are vulnerable and they push past it, and you get to see skills that you didn't know that people had like people are singing together so it goes back to that ritual point that we've talked about before and it's fun and it's like a cohesive team experience there is something inside of karaoke that is like the best thing in the world I think for a group of people to do together okay now we've got someone who's really say they're really scared like no way I'm so embarrassed I can't do this I don't know I've already got some like tips on how to do, but like, what advice would you give someone like? Oh no, it's, I'm a hype girl. I'm like, I will be with you the entire time. I will dance in the background. I will sing along with you. I'm a terrible singer, but like, it doesn't matter. I feel the same way about dancing too, by the way. Like, I hate when people are like, I'm not a good dancer. I'm like, who fucking cares? Dancing's the most fun you could ever have. Just do it. It's not for other people. Karaoke is not for other people. It's for you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, many people might disagree, but okay, here, (laughs) I do love karaoke, but I do think- what are your tips? But here's what, if, if you're feeling less excited about it and you're like, uh, <laughs> here's some tips, okay? Call me. <laughs> Don't pick a song that just you love. Pick oh. a song that, you know, everybody loves because then they're going to sing good. along with you and you don't have to worry as much. Pick a song that is, if anything, lower than your octave because you can always go lower. It's hard to go high. You know, like, there you go. And then pick a short song with like a, even if someone doesn't know the song where the chorus is well known, because it will get the whole room excited. No, those are good tips. Those are very good tips. And try to go once everyone's had a few rounds. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, those are, so... I don't think I don't think that we could we could talk about anything after this. Karaoke. No, yeah, I was like, <laughs> join us next week where we talk about 
the merit of mud wrestling. Like, where else could we go after this? You know, no. <laughs> okay. Karaoke and mud wrestling are very different. No, I know. I know. I know. But you're right. There's no way to top this. Okay. Okay. Let me, I'm going to end us on this. Okay. Cause I, we love coach beard. So in this moment, not <gasps> only do we see that Rebecca has, sings a beautiful song that just embodies this journey people are on, but we see coach beard karaoke lady Gaga. If you can't love him anymore, you're like, Oh wait, I just did. I just did. You're the best person in the world. <laughs> it is. It is. You get, you do get to see people sort of like, alt, like, not alter their egos, but kind their freak of, flag. Yeah. You see their freak flag. It is great. I love yeah. a freak flag. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us. And feel free to keep sending in your questions. And we'll definitely think about new topics to discuss with you all. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we want to keep the conversation going. Share your leadership stories with us, whether they're dreams come true or some nightmares you want to talk through. You can visit us at poponleadership.com or over at Instagram at poponleadership. And a very special thanks to our friends and family who have supported us from the beginning and to Pam Rodriguez, who helped make this crazy dream a reality. Thank you. See you next time.